0: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is episode 178. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, Brand and Communication Strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, imagine you're about to deliver your presentation to a group of your ideal clients. Do you, A, feel confident and inspired and can't wait to share insights that will help them? B feel nervous and hope you'll make it through the presentation or maybe C ah, Your heart's racing, you're about to beat out of your chest, your throat's dry, your palms are dripping with perspiration, and you can't even remember your name, let alone what you're speaking about today. Now, if you've answered either B or C, you are in luck with today's guest. Joining me on today's show is Fraser Yindal. Fraser is a personally driven and passionate about helping others achieve their best possible outcomes, specifically in relation to how they present themselves to an audience. And he works with you to leverage your IP through workshop delivery on today's show Fraser's going to share the simplest way to combat nerves when presenting when trying to be professional when presenting it may just be costing you as well as the future of public speaking will mean you don't always see your audience so welcome to the show Fraser
1: Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to uh, yeah, sharing this time with you and your listeners.
0: I know that when people talk about public speaking or presenting in front of an audience, it really can stir up some nerves and, and incredible feelings that, of anxiousness and so forth. So I know many people are going to love listening to the insights that you share today. So tell us a little bit about your, your background and, and why you love this particular area.
1: Oh, the background is, is wide and varied, Anne-Marie. Mm. Um, having started off as a, as a young one on stage, I, uh, I naturally ended up pretty quickly in, in front of audiences and mm-hmm. have been doing that on and off through uh, so many different mediums uh, in the meantime. But the uh, the journey really, uh, for me, comes back to, to wanting to be an educator. Um, that's what I fell into um, through most of my career, uh, is educating and, and helping people understand in, in a whole different series of ways. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know how they can do certain things, and that journey has led me through um, through coaching qualifications, and uh, has landed me up at the, at the public speaking institute, which for me is a wonderful way because it is one of those areas that so many people are afraid of, yes. and one of those things that can be combated relatively easily once you know. So uh, I'm doing my best to eliminate it as the number one fear on the planet in various surveys.
0: And just hearing your story, I mean, from a young child, you you were there performing, you really never felt nervous getting out on stage?
1: That's one of the the most um, amazing things I find when people come, uh, one of the most common questions I get as a coach in this arena is how do I stop my nerves? Mm. And my answer is you don't. Um, You know, everybody thinks that when they see these wonderful presenters on stage that they don't have nerves. And I had a wonderful director as a young kid tell me that the day you're not nervous before walking on stage, you're not taking it seriously enough. Mm -hmm. So for me, anne Maria, it's more about how we we embrace those nerves um, and how we utilise them on stage because you won't find many people who don't have a level of, inverted commas, nervousness. Uh, before they step up to speak. Uh, even coming on your show today, there's uh, you know a few butterflies within me. Uh, before we start, just slight fear of the unknown and other things. But mm-hmm. the easiest way I find when people come up to me and ask me these questions is you have two options. Uh, the first one is you can rename and reframe the symptoms because when you are nervous, you have sweaty palms, as was in your introduction, <laughs> your heart's beating out of your chest, you've got a lot of thoughts in your head about all these things that can go wrong and you have the choice at that point of calling it I'm nervous and this isn't helping me Mm. or you can reframe those symptoms as excitement or as adrenaline or as anything else. Now it doesn't change the sweaty palms, it doesn't necessarily change the the beating of your chest but what it does is it starts to frame it in a way that is positive for you, that you can embrace and utilise these things much like me coming on today even though there was some nervousness beforehand, I know the message I've got is going to land with people and it's going to help some people out there. So you start to embrace that style of the energy um, and, and give that the name to the symptoms rather than heading down the nervous and, and, and negative path.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think hearing you share that for many people is really going to be a relief for them because, I mean, I know myself, if I'm at a networking event, you know, and sometimes that microphone gets handed from person to person and <laughs> you know that you are next. Sometimes even me, oh, my heart will be beating and it's like, isn't this interesting? And it's like, come on, anne get over yourself, you know, with a little bit of a, a chuckle. But you're absolutely right right no matter how many times we've presented or introduced ourselves there is that little bit of nerves and it's how you deal with that how you reframe that can really support you in just showing up and uh, doing what what you need to do so for someone then who is thinking about okay I recognize that I have nerves what I try and do is just be as professional as possible but one of the things that you say is that just be mindful because trying to be professional when you are presenting it just may be costing you speak a little bit more about that
1: it's interesting that um, you know we've got this idea in our head that a professional presenter is smack on topic gets all their words right doesn't say um doesn't doesn't shuffle around does you know there's a whole heap of things we've decided that a professional presenter doesn't do i have no doubt that if i asked your audience you know have you ever watched a presenter who was what you would call totally professional but actually quite unengaging. You mm. walked away thinking, well, you know, I, I had better things I could have done with that time, even though they were on topic, didn't um, stood correctly, etc. cetera. Uh, they actually weren't engaging. And what I find is that too many people sacrifice um, in their engagement, which basically boils down to, you know, them being themselves to a large degree by trying to be too professional. They try and get their sentences too correct. They try and stand too still. or uh, Whatever it is that they've picked up through the internet um, or, or through you know, people, people's feedback, they try and apply that. And the problem is when you get to, and, and once again, it's, it's how I use the word professional, if you try and be too professional, what you do is you start to detract from the you that you bring to a stage. Mm-hmm. And any good presenter, anyone that you watch, and, and you could name whoever you like, I, I go back to Tony Robbins a lot, um, in my industry, he's someone who, who has stood up there and done that, is he brings an awful lot of himself to the stage as well. Uh, he's not trying to cover up some of his foibles and traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need that to become engaging. So I think when people try to be too professional, they're actually costing themselves that connection with the audience. And that's really what you're going for as a presenter, because that's when people will want things from you, want your products, want to have more of you. And a lot of us, that's why we're presenting on stage, which is to drive our message and drive our products. Mm.
0: We also find, too, that our internal thoughts, what we're sharing or what we're thinking about um, how we perceive ourselves to be can be very different to what the audience um, has perceived of us. So we really need to be mindful of that inner voice, too, yes?
1: Yes, certainly. You know, our self-talk, and and I come from a personal development and life coaching background, and the self-talk... It's fascinating how we'll talk to ourselves in a way that we'll never talk to another human being mm. and we can be really critical of ourselves. And I talk a lot with um, with people when I'm presenting to say that this this presentation won't be perfect. This presentation won't be exactly what I thought it was going to be when I walked in. But what it will be is give me room to grow in the future. There's always something we can do. You never play the perfect game There's always something you can build on, work on and improve or define the next time you stand up to talk. And I think that's taking that attitude in of going easy on yourself, definitely taking feedback from people and taking feedback from yourself. But you know what? If it's the number one fear on the planet in some of these surveys, the fact that you got up there at all is is a fantastic start. And Mm. if you don't start... That you won't get any
0: better. Absolutely, I remember years ago. I mean, this is many years ago, and I uh, was—I think I was studying the training certificate. You know, the train, the, the train, the trainer. And yeah. the very first uh, day, we all had to get up one by one, speak for two minutes. The instructor said, "I don't care what you talk about. I just want you to get the experience of being up on stage." You know what? I, that whole two minutes, I had no idea what I said. My—I think my—you uh, know—my um, heartbeat was going through my eardrums but everyone was just kind of sitting there and it was like okay what I just say? that was interesting what did you end up doing and I was thinking I had no idea but inside my inner talk my inner voice was going this is crap no one will be interested what are you saying you know sharing this story for yet everybody really was quite uh yeah was 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 quite engaged with the story our internal self-talk can make or break us can't it
1: it certainly can, and marie and it comes back to one of the, the things I, I could have mentioned in in our first part about the combating nerves mm. is that too many presenters make it about themselves. And when we're nervous and when you were talking about the two minutes and the focus that you put on you, when we actually take that focus and put it on what does our audience need or how can we help our audience or how mm. am my audience doing, you'll actually find it gets even easier because we take the focus off us. So if we can take that self-talk and actually turn it around from why is my heart beating or what am i going to say next or what's the next thing i've got or will that slide work or whatever else your brain is deciding to come up with in that moment Mm. and actually turn that into well how do i serve my audience right now what's the one thing i can tell them that will help them understand this even better Uh, and when you start focusing on your audience you'll be amazed that is one of the easiest ways to start to relax yourself because now you're making it about other people and not
0: about you yeah absolutely and because of the fact that so many people really don't like getting up and speaking in front of a group they're probably thinking my goodness aren't these people brave for getting up and standing up there and and sharing their message so yeah let's stop being so so hard on, on ourselves let's talk about the future of public speaking will mean that you don't always see your audience what do you mean about that
1: it's fascinating, Anne Marie, with the way that the world's going, and it, it's almost turned sort of full circle, I suppose, to a degree. Because what, what, when you're public speaking, a lot of people see, you know, someone standing on stage with a room of, of ten, a hundred, a 1, thousand uh, people in listening, and, and that's what they see public speaking as. For especially the people listening to this podcast, for entrepreneurs, any time we open our mouth about our business, we are public speaking. Mm-hmm. We need to be. On message, we need to be congruent. We need to be confident about what we're sharing. But even more than that these days, with the way the internet's going, and today is a fantastic example that you and I are public speaking, but we can't see our audience. Our audience can't see us. And in this age where Facebook and and, uh, YouTube are really starting to push video, Mm. we often end up, even though we are talking to an audience, we can't see that audience. We're presenting to a camera. Um, you know, you're not actually presenting to the audience face to face and that's something that a lot of people find quite difficult, uh, but the easiest way around that is is imagining that you are talking to that audience, you know, that you and I are having a conversation that we know people are listening to and we're talking in a way that means we know we're connecting with these people rather than just having an insular conversation. So it's interesting that I think the term public speaking will need to become broader and broader uh, as we go forward because so often these days we're we're putting uh, Facebook Lives together or YouTubes or podcasts or videos for our for our websites and we're although we're talking to an audience, we're not actually face-to-face with them. So I think that's the way, a bit like radio in the early days, um, it's sort of almost coming that full circle.
0: Mm-hmm for a couple of my colleagues doing podcasts you know for some people they don't necessarily uh, interview guests but they may let do more of a lecture style so sharing wisdom and insights uh, to to their audience and they found it very disheartening very difficult because they didn't have that that engagement uh, with an audience you know feedback of the the expressions the laughter that kind of thing so it's really interesting that you say you know then imagine yourself in front of the audience uh, and they were giving you great feedback they were Laughing, they were smiling, and that can make an incredible difference to how we then continue to present and speak to them. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it changes the way that you use your own voice. It changes mm. the way that you are, uh, you know, you, you project and, and talk about things. And uh, you know, when you start to do that, then that starts to help with with the engagement and, and, and people listening in feel as though you're actually talking to them. It's, it's what you know, radio hosts and things have been doing, been doing for years. It's one of the things that we can, we can often do. And it's funny that people who are quite natural, if you, if you talk to them in a face to face setting, suddenly go to record a video and, and feel like they're going to fall apart because mm. they say, I can't talk to a camera. And it's amazing when we put that piece of equipment, whether it's a microphone or a camera or something between you and, and who you're talking to, that it changes once again our mindset on, on what we're doing. And we found that if you can have someone Look past the camera and start to think about the person. Have the conversation with the person on the other side of the camera. It changes the way wow. that your body sits. It changes the way then that your tonality and the way you use your voice uh, starts to come across. And that is what start people start to engage with. Um, if mm. you find someone who's just reading and uh, like the you know in a podcast medium, who you know is just reading a script that's sitting in front of them in a monotone. Yeah. Those podcasts won't be anywhere near as engaging and meaningful to people, um, as opposed to, to, to ones like this to blow our horn, uh, where you're having a, a really natural conversation with someone, uh, as though we're sitting in someone's car driving with them and we're in the back seat almost anne Marie. Mm. Um, you know, while they're, while they're driving along listening to these podcasts, it changes the way you come across, which, which just does. Aid your engagement and, and the retention that people will get from your message
0: sometimes we just need to get out there and continue to do that because each time it gets a little bit easier and then all of a sudden, when the nerves aren't so much impacting you negatively, you are then able to speak quite naturally and have that level of engagement you really want with your audience. Have you found that that too when you first, because I know you've been doing a number of uh, Facebook Lives now. When I first started, it was yoy, yoy, yoy.
1: It certainly does. And, and one of the things, I can't remember where I picked up this piece of information, but uh, they've said that the first two minutes of any public speaking engagement is the most nerve wracking. You're trying to find your feet. You're trying to work out the audience and everything Mm -hmm. else. So, And that's what I noticed with a lot of people when they're doing 10 or 15-minute presentations, that they may stumble or they may be a little nervous in that first couple of minutes, but if you can punch through that, you start to settle into it. It starts to become more familiar because the unknown is now moving away from you because you've done it for a few minutes already. So if you can get through that initial phase where, you know, everything's screaming at you to sit down, (laughs) uh, you'll find that you start to get into it. And the flip side of that, as you mentioned, Anne-Marie, is that it takes practice. Uh, I've just uh, finished putting the final um, touches on a book I'm releasing around public speaking, and I talk in that about uh, when, when people learn to walk. My daughter's just learned to walk. And mm-hmm. if we all went, you know, the first time we stood up and let go of stuff and fell over, if we decided that was too hard right then, well, that's it for life. You're not walking. And imagine all the things that, you know, you then can't do. But we don't do that. We know walking is important. We know we can master it. So we go again and we go again. And most of us now don't even give a second thought, you know, to how we go about that because Mm. we've been doing it for so long. And public speaking is exactly that. It's not a talent, it's a skill. And because it's a skill, you can work on it, grow it, and get really good at it.
0: You know, I remember years ago, Fraser, one of my colleagues said to me, can you just do something, you know, help my husband? This is back when I was working in the career industry. I said, why, what's going on? She said, you know, for years he has been positioning himself for a a promotion and this senior executive role was something that he'd aspired to for many, many years. Anyway, the board had changed the job description so they had included public speaking was now to be, you know, a key task. He was so fearful of that, he turned oh. the role down. He said, I'm not doing it anymore. She said, are you kidding? You've been <laughs> building up to this for years and now you're going to turn it down because you need to speak, you know, in front of customers and key stakeholders. Yep.
1: That fear of the unknown is remarkably powerful, uh, Anne-Marie, and, uh, you know, at the base of so many of our fears lies that, you know, basic fear of the unknown that mm. uh, the better the devil we know, will stay where we are. But, of yeah. course, once we start to do anything – Um, that fear of the unknown moves because you now know about that little part that you've done. And so, you know, we start to increase the level of where that, where that happens and we get better and better because, because we keep tackling it. So, it's definitely that around that feel the fear and, and do it anyway, which I think is a wonderful way of looking at uh, at new topics like this.
0: Yeah, and I think you know if we if we think about children, you brought this beautiful example of your young daughter. If we've got young children, maybe they're not so young anymore, but imagine had they given up on certain things that they needed to learn at school or in sport or whatever activity that they're doing, if they walked away and said, nah, it's too hard not doing it, there would be a lot of activities and a lot of things that they would not be doing now had they not just taken taking that one step, taking the next step, and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, and there are so many things that we could all list. Um, I use driving a lot. I know a lot of people were fairly fearful when they started driving. But same thing again. We're, people now don't think about it. I, I wish they did think about it, to be honest, more than they do sometimes on the roads. But, you know, we do it as a second nature. But initially, especially those of us who, uh, who learned how to drive manual cars, um, you know, there's all sorts of bunny hops and fear and crying and, and everything else that goes along with learning a new skill. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what this is, um, public speaking, is it's learning a new skill. And as you take each step forward, you'll get better at it. You'll refine it and you'll be able to take the next step forward. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, if you don't take that first step, uh, then you'll never get to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Something that else I've also heard, and this is really important. I love you to speak to this as well, is that sometimes as we're continuing to learn and develop, sometimes even though we may have rehearsed and we know our stuff, we make a slight little hiccup. And something that you said earlier, and I love this, is that even if you do make a bit of a hiccup or you've forgotten something, like I introduced myself once to a networking event and called myself Anne-Marie Coach, which is my handle for Instagram and Twitter. Now, <laughs> Rather than the having that put me off, I just laughed and said, Oh my goodness, you know, that, that's my Twitter handle. By the way, write that down. I'd love to connect with you. Again, didn't beat myself up, but rather just went with the flow, turned it into something, and, and everybody laughed and no one judged me. Let's talk about that because so many of us don't want to get out there because of fear of judgment, criticism, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, anne that you, you bring up that and uh, I'll start with the second part, I suppose, on the making mistakes mm. in that we, we all make them. We're all going to make them and the way you handled that was exactly the way I talked to a lot of people. Just go with your personality. I tend to make jokes of things because, you know, that that's how my personality works. Mm-hmm. But there are professional presenters who will make a, a, an on-purpose mistake early because when you do, it's like when you see, um, you know, tightrope walkers back in the day. Um, you know, and they would fall off intentionally because the audience now are really with them and want them to do it. And obviously, they're trying really hard. Ah. Um, and presenting works the same way. People will put a mistake in early on purpose um, so that the audience, they start to get the audience on side. Mm. The second thing about, about mistakes, Anne-Marie, is a lot of the time on stage, the audience don't know what the mistake is until you let them in on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the figure is 80% of the things that we know went wrong on stage, The audience won't pick up unless we make it obvious that it is. Now, if you trip over on stage, obviously, the audience (laughs) is going to notice that. Hard to hide from it. But, you know, things like, I forgot to say this earlier, or Mm. I skipped the slide, or all those sort of things, if they're not affecting the flow of your presentation, if they're not affecting the audience, then unless you want to let them in, which is fine, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You can cruise through. And, And a lot of good presenters, it's not that they do it better, it's that they almost go with the flow better they hide it better the fact that oh that didn't work very well but I won't say that out loud because we're here now and they seem to be with me so let's just barrel on mm-hmm. and I think when you manage to put presentations together and this goes back to the balance between professional and engaging that when you know what you want to talk about you've got a basic skeleton or structure of what you need to cover and the order that you're going to cover it in then you get to talk around those topics because if you're asked to speak You've been asked to speak because you have knowledge in that area. Um, You've been approached for that reason. So they want to hear what you think and what you have to say. If you've got that basic structure of these are my three points or five points that I want to cover today because that's going to answer the questions they've got and then talk off those points, then you become a lot more natural. You don't stumble as often because you talk to people all the time in daily life. The minute we try and talk off a script and remember lines, then that is not something we do every day. And that's where a lot of people start to trip over. So if you know what your key point is, Talk off that key point and you'll mm-hmm. find that you start to become fairly natural and and start to put sentences together that make sense for your audience.
0: Yeah. I remember years ago, Fraser, when I was uh, only just starting the Ambitious Entrepreneurship, I actually might have been a podcast prior to that, one of my guests typed out all the answers and you could just tell that she was reading them and I tried everything I could to to just <laughs> calm her nerves but she was reading it word for word because I had all the show notes uh, up. And you know what? She was such an expert, you know, in her field. And uh, exactly what you said, you know your stuff, bullet point it and just... Give yourself permission to to shine. Your audience will love you because you're sharing something that they're interested in. Fraser, 2017 is not too far away and we know that speaking and sharing our message is going to impact so many people that we know we're here to serve and support. Yet there are some people who are still a little bit hesitant to do that. This is an area that you specialize in. How can people get in touch with you to get your support so that they can feel far more comfortable when stepping out on stage?
1: The easiest way, Anne-Marie, is through our website, which is, of course, global, so anyone can uh, jump on that from anywhere, and that is all the Ws, thepublicspeakinginstitute.com. And from there, you can find access to our free membership area as well as our workshops uh, and my book launch, which will be coming up early in
0: 2017. Fantastic. And, uh, of course, we'll put all of those details on uh, the show notes. We may even put um, the link to, uh, to your Facebook as well, Fraser, because you're doing some really great uh, Facebook lives. I'm sure people would love uh, to connect and, and watch those as well. We'll do that on the show notes. What would be one last insight you'd love to share with people today?
1: I think that the biggest thing that changes people, and marie is uh, around self-belief. And it is a fact that if you think you've got a message to share, you have a message to share. Everybody has a message to share. Once you find that message and find that audience, um, you know, there's no better feeling from that point of view than, than being able to uh, help other people with your message. So if there's one thing I can leave you with today, get out there. It's what we've spoken about today. Start somewhere, find a a rotary group or find a friendly room, Toastmasters anywhere, uh, and start doing some public speaking because once you can harness this, especially as this is the entrepreneurial um, type audience, once you can harness that and start to leverage that, your business will go through the roof.
0: Absolutely. And of course, another step is to connect with Fraser. He's certainly the go-to guy. Thanks, Fraser.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everybody.
0: Are you a specialist who supports small business and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the backend management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach, and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, Let's Talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know you have taken lots of notes. Please do reach out uh, with Fraser because he certainly has got incredible resources to support you in becoming far more comfortable as you're speaking out on stage and sharing your message. The link to our show notes so you can connect with Fraser, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES one seven eight. please go ahead and do that also for those of you who have subscribed to our iTunes channel thank you so much that means you will be the first person to know each time we release another guest expert interview if you don't want to miss out all you need to do to subscribe go to network.com forward slash AES iTunes network.com forward slash AES iTunes have a fantastic week everyone see you later Fraser thanks again thank you